Craft Beer Radio, episode plus one, recorded in the summer of 2015. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. This is a episode that we are banking for the future, and here we have a bunch of nice beers in front of us. Why don't you tell us about them, Jeff? Um, they're beer... And they're in bottles and cans. Wow. And we're going to drink them. All right. Well, where do we start? Where do we start? Let's, uh... On these nights on Broadway. Let's do the prickly pear thingy here. All right. So Shiner, uh, Spritzel Brewery sent us, uh... Nope. They didn't send it to us. Dave. Dave sent it to us. Brought it to us. Whatever. The, uh, prickly pear... Am I old enough to take a Shiner beer break? Yes. We don't talk about it on the show much, but I'm, I really am sick of the web... I've, I love beer websites. Um, give me information. Dude. But, man, having all those age Dude. blocks on no. them... Is... Are you over 21? Yeah. Click here if you were over Well, those 21. are fine. The, the ones... Those are the... They should all be. Yeah. The ones that hate the ones you have to enter in a date. And they should set a cookie. Yeah. Most of them do have Remember Me, but they never work. All right, so yeah, this is Shiner Prickly Pear Summer Seasonal. You started ranting about the uh, age gate. You didn't really talk about the beer. I didn't. Okay, four point nine percent alcohol by volume. Available summer in uh, bottles, cans, and drafts. It did twenty IBUs. See if I have any more information on it. Don't see much more. So they use prickly pear, uh, which is a, a cactus, and we've actually had. Um, Prickly pear on the show uh, on the pre or post show. I think we cooked some up and had it. So, so they say the fruit of the prickly pear is that different than the flesh that we had? I, I, like if you look at the logo, there's these purple things. Hmm. I mean, because what you cooked yeah. up was just was the leaf, the leaf, the the fleshy part, kind of like green pepper. Yeah, I guess it uh, looks like they're using the fruit. Interesting. All right, so it is very clear, has kind of a copperish-orange color to it. The head has fallen down to a ring and just a little bit of light covering. I'm bringing out these craftbeer.com sheets to get an SRM. Looks like about uh, 14, 15, somewhere in that area. And does smell nice, doesn't it? Yeah, it has something, you know, fruity to it. Kind of uh, like a perfumed grape. Well, you can see why they call it pear. I mean, I think there's a is an analogous aroma okay. to pear, but... Yeah, I guess. It's kind of more perfumey. Yeah, more... So it has a more... Yeah, I think you're right. It has more of a, of a flowery... Um, yeah, more of a potpourri-esque kind of drift to it than it's then simply being pear. Mm-hmm. It has uh, I'm trying to... it's a very clear, uh, nice filter beer. It's uh, but like I said, Jeff said, a dark copperish. On the flavor, there's I mean, big, fruity. This prickly pear flavor is apparent. It um, it's a substantial addition to the mm-hmm. beer. It's not just a little accent. It's yeah. it feels like it's a quarter. A good quarter of the beer, or you know, 
they added, you know, enough extract to really make it a substantial part of the flavor. It does. It, does, it smells a little extracty on the nose, right? There's something a little yeah. bit saturated medicinal there. Did, did they say here with the use? It says they have the fruits. Uh, okay, so they actually have more description on here than they do on the website. They say it uses Citra and U.S. Goldings uh, and the fruit, but they don't say whether it's extract or not. It does taste a little extracty. I think you're right. It feels... Okay, beer brewed with prickly pear fruit and with natural flavor added. So Okay, but natural flavor added is... Shortcut speak for yeah. extracts and yeah. things like that. If they would, if it was just juice, they would say natural juice is added. Well, not necessarily. There was a thing I heard in the radio about natural flavors added, and it's not quite like juices and things mm. like that. There's plenty of chemically things that fall under natural flavors right it's just we it, it, i guess the idea is it's not synthetic in some way right it's not artificial yeah. it's not made in a laboratory but it could be you know something squeezed out of a beetle's gland or something like that you know <laughs> that's fine i don't have a problem with that but just because natural flavors that doesn't mean it's not an extract right it could be uh boiled down and condensed uh i think what they're talking about if i remember right like it could also be stuff that normally doesn't exist. So I, I don't want to get this wrong, but there might be a possibility where like stuff that is processed like HFSC, high fructose corn syrup or HFCS, I guess, uh, falls under natural because it's not synthetic. Mm-hmm. Right. But it is processed, you know. Um, so, you, you know, just natural flavors. I'm not saying... And and this is kind of an academic conversation. I am not implying that the natural flavors in Shiner's beer is anything below blowboard. It's probably just prickly pear extract. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was more of an ac- academic conversation about what natural flavors means. And it it tastes a little strong for it to, and, and a little bit um, a little medicine-y, So that gives us the idea that it's. Um, it's probably an extract because that does tend to come out. It, it, and by medicine, I guess the, I mean, for those syrupy. who, so yeah, syrupy, for those who haven't grown up with bad medicines like we did when they had these, uh, I don't know, a slight, um, yeah, syrupy quality and a slight lingering note of some kind of, um, saccharin. Yeah. Yeah. Quality to it too. A little oversweet. Yes. Yeah, it definitely lingers with this drying. It has a bit of um bit of menthol like a mentholated type thing. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of like on the top of your mouth and you feel this like kind of lingering tingle or something like that a little bit as well. I mean that could just be the cactus pear fruit. We don't know. Yeah. I've never had the cactus pear fruit before. This is it's okay. It, yes, it's okay. It's not um not terrible. It's a little extracty, but uh, you know, if it gets super, like they say, it's especially good in the in the hundred digits. And I can see how <laughs> three digits. And I can see how you know, if it's hundred degrees outside, this would um, be decent if, if a little sweet. But then again, 
I mean, think about all the all the drinks out there that are so super sweet on the market. Right. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's sweet to us in how we review yeah. beers, but I mean, compared to a soda, it's it's pretty right there, mm-hmm. if not not as sweet as soda. So. Yeah. I gotta imagine the the market for this beer is a little bit more casual drinker than. Yes, I think that's that's probably the case. I don't think somebody is going. Yeah, they're not being subtle with this in any way. They it, it's pretty much direct and, and you know sh- shouting at you. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's not terrible. The base beer seems pretty pretty decent, but it does taste a little menacing. Crisp, refreshing, no spines. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> kind of like this other slogan end your drought mm. kind of like that yeah so not a bad summer seasonal but wouldn't be first on my list let's do the saison from smart mouth next so i picked this one up when i was down in virginia beach okay this one we were actually we were loving it because the the can is a bunch of different yeah, I know, when I was drinking it down there, I mean, I saw that the can had a lot of stuff on it, and I glanced at it, but I never really um, inspected it like I just did. And it's fun. There's a lot of pictograms, or not pictograms, but there's lots of sketches on there. Kind of tells the story. It gives you something to look at. Yeah. Um, Smart Mouth is out of Virginia Beach. or um, uh, No, I'm sorry. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia. I, I bought it in Virginia Beach. And I really don't know too much about the brewery. So this is a Saison at 6.2% alcohol by volume. The malt bill, German Munich, German Pilsner, German wheat. The hops, German Magnum, French Swissel Spout, and Styrian Golding at 33 IBUs. Which is a, a lot of IBUs for a Saison, I think. Uh, I mean, a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, Original gravity one point zero five seven. If you care, the color looks like um, I would say it's probably around uh, seven or eight. They're calling it five point four, and it's a little bit of a foggy saison. Here, let's blend. Yours is a little cloudier than mine. So yeah, the can has a bunch of stuff on it. Um, has something about. Uh, gravity in terms of kilojoules has something about work in terms of the amount of lift it's doing a bunch of the chemicals that are in here such as uh, well there's lots of different you know, these citric acid and there's I think one of these is alcohol right C6H12O6 that's I don't know. it's either sugar or alcohol I'm trying to remember which one that is right It's called Alter Ego, and they have a little story here. Um, yeah, just uh, I guess I guess the uh, founder is a lawyer who quit his day job to start a brewery. So the aroma on this one, a lot of phenols, right? It's kind of peppery, yeah. kind of uh, white pepper, a little. A little cheese rindy. Cheese rind, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I was debating whether I wanted to say funky. And I think it's, you know, it's a slight little funk to it. It's not sour. 
it's not Lambicky or yeah, you know, it's, Barnyard. It's not a, it's not huge, but, but there's definitely. I mean, they're using a saison yeast. Mm-hmm. They're getting some of those uh, some qualities. At least that I'm quaffing. There's a typical, like a old straw mm-hmm. kind of quality yeah. in terms of the um, the aroma. Flavor, it um, carries. Let's see. So, what is that? Hmm. Yeah, I, I had five of these already, so <laughs> I, I, I know I like it. I'm just trying to figure out put where, but I, I haven't tried putting words to any of it mm-hmm. yet, right? Yeah, uh, you know. So I'm gonna have to take another sip. I'm actually so this is you know like I said it 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 feels like it's got more hops than usual for saison and it feels like they're coming through. There's um, a decent amount of, of bitterness at the end, a little bit of of a little resin equality that is that is playing nicely with the other flavors that are going on here. There's some kind of wheat like character to there, a little bit of a. It's, it's almost like. A... It's like a darker, like wheat type character to mm-hmm. it. You know, it's a, it's a normal color, you know, golden saison, but there's almost a touch of like Dunkelweiss coming through. Something a little more uh, crusty and and rich than typical wheat flavor that I'm getting. And then it's kind of this is probably three shows in a row where I've talked about like the minerally stoniness to it. But this one, I, I'm really getting not granite this time. I'm not going to go back to the granite well, but there's something that's kind of limestone-esque or chalk or not more limestone than chalky i would say interesting because i'm not really tasting the chalkiness at least not yet i i you know definitely agree with um there are notes here that are that seem like they're a little deeper and more maltier than your typical wheat uh um, there's like a rye character to it or something like that yeah i'm not sure where that's coming from the malts because uh, they didn't, they didn't specify oh, I'm, I right think here. it's probably from the yeast, but it's making that wheat wheat more spicy. Yeah, and it, you know that's what it is. It's kind of reminiscent of rye, but it's not straight on rye. There's something else there that is giving it this rustic farmhouse type character. It really has a farmhouse character without being uh, funky or bready or anything like that. I think that. I think that. The, these hops are coming into play a lot more than I expected they would, and, okay. they're, and they're really nicely coming into play, and they may be driving some of that character. Okay, um, it's it's pretty uh, health healthy in terms of the alcohol, six point two percent. That's um, not the highest saison I've seen, but it's you know it's up there. Sure, sure. I like where it fits. I I, I think this is a well put together beer. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I had five of them last week where I was drinking them much more casually. But, uh, you know, now that I'm really thinking about it, I'm, you know, really enjoying what I'm tasting. Yeah. It's it's not too sweet. It has, it's, it's also not a watered down Saison. You know, mm-hmm. you order a Saison from a brewery you never heard of, you're not sure what you're going to get. And there's a lot of them out there that are just these very light, no complex flavors are developing. Right. You know, it's like, and when I got this, you know, it's like, wow. I'm this, glad is a, it's, this is a pretty bold upfront Saison, right? It, yeah. it, it's, uh, it, it's not... Bold in terms of the, you know, it's not like we're going to give you a real super funky flavor, right. but it is like we are going to give you um, 
relatively traditional saison flavors, a little mm. bit of hop accent, and we're going to be upfront about that. Yeah. We're going to, you know, we're not going to shy away from presenting those to you. Right. So that's yeah, it's it's yeah. Good. So I was very happy with this beer, and then we have another beer in the fridge from Smartmouth. It's their IPA, and again, that one I never drank critically as well, but mm. I enjoyed it as well. If I had seen more Smart Mouths on the shelf it, when I was shopping, I would have picked up a different one. But it's it's not often that we go out and we drink critically, right? I mean, if you're just drinking sort of socially, something. I, mean, yeah, I was on vacation, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm drinking beer at the beach. I'm drinking beer while playing a board game, you know, so. The only thing I do notice is, so, okay, lots of people know I do the podcast, um, and we talked about how it's becoming more of a thing now. People know about it. I get gifts about, I get beer gifts all the time, books about beer and other stuff. <laughs> and when I go out with people, sometimes they they actually it's almost all the time they say what should i drink right they they bring they mm-hmm. give me this beer list say what should i drink i'm like god i, I sometimes i'm like i don't want to be involved in this <laughs> choose okay. what you want but other times it's like they're looking to me when i drink a beer and they're like they're expecting me to start critiquing it <laughs> right. if it, sometimes i'm just not in that mode mm-hmm. so it's hard you. do do you get that ordering beers to people I, both, both. Well, that yes, but I I treat it differently than you. I I kind of have this like encyclopedia of my head, and I built a profile of like what people like to drink. Uh, I did this at when I was at NetApp running the the beer happy hours, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone I knew what they liked, so I could give them a recommendation of the beers that were in the fridge. And I still do that to a degree when I'm able, but you know I'm not in that situation as much. But yeah, I mean. My dad will ask me what to get if we're out of the Right. My parents do, the, do this to me a lot. You know, we go out and, and, but there's a beer list and it's not like it used to be where there were 20 beers and you would know what they were. A lot of times it's beers I've never seen before and they ask me what they should get. I know my mom doesn't like hoppy things. She likes malty things. My dad is, likes more high alcohol things. He's okay with the hoppy things, but not super hoppy. So I have mm-hmm. to go within those bounds, but it's, right. but I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether this brown ale is going to be good or whether this, um, whatever mm-hmm. I, I hear you uh, I usually there's enough on the menu that I that we've had that I've experienced with yeah. I know what it tastes like so I have good recommendations or I know the brewery well enough that I can make a recommendation on it uh, as far as people expecting me to start critiquing it doesn't happen very often um, it does happen on occasion I don't mind doing it but I think the last couple of times I've been out drinking with other people and yeah, no one asks me to review the beer. There's a, sometimes a feeling I get when it happens. Um, I think most of the people, I don't want to interrupt you, but I just want to finish the thought. And I think most of the people really don't want me to like, they don't want to hear how smart I am, you know, about that. They don't want me to like make them feel like they don't, aren't at the same level. Well, see, I, I typically, I mean, people who know me know that I do the show, but I don't like bring it up all the time. So sometimes they're the ones that bring it up and you get kind of a feeling of, you know, dance monkey dance, you know, <laughs> show me the thing you can do. And you're just like, uh, 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 <laughs> not really what I do all the time. <laughs> yeah, we're drinking the smart mouth alter ego. We're enjoying the, the end of it here. That's quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Saison. I enjoyed it. And that beer was uh, not provided by the brewery. I picked it up myself. So it was provided by the brewery, but you paid for it. 
Yes. <laughs> I paid no taxes on it. Take that, government. You paid no taxes on it? I bought it in at... Delaware? No, no. I bought it at the Navy Exchange. Oh. PX. Well, they call it the package. This so you it. didn't buy it. I No, I didn't buy it. I gave <laughs> a guy with a Navy ID cash to buy beers for me at the PX. Just like it's, I think I said this last time. It, it so reminds me of your sixteen-year-old and you're giving some <laughs> bum twenty dollars. Give me a case of beer. Hey, it, it worked out nicely. Yeah. All right. So, what's next? Let's do this Great Divide. This just came in the mail just the other day. The Whitewater Hoppy Wheat Ale. Thank you, Great Divide. So, it's Whitewater is an American wheat ale built for exploration. Yes, the first sentence in our marketing speak, we're going to leave it alone. Six percent, 6.1% alkali volume, a seasonal. And is there anything else they have in here? Not on the website. All right. Relatively, a bunch of, you know, a couple of relatively high uh, percentage beers to start out. Oh, you get what you get. Yeah. I saw on the Twitters that Great Divide just opened a, a second, like, barrel, like, they call it the barrel room, but in a new part of, t- of Denver, you know, mm. they had the tap room at the brewery, they opened another one somewhere else. We, last time we were in Denver, we got to tour the uh, Great Divide facility, and that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, we were there with the, um, associate, well, what was that? That was the uh, Beer Writers yeah. Association or something like that. And, uh, man, that place was was awesome, smelled great, just a this wonderful malty smell throughout the whole yeah that's cool facility. i mean you know we were there because stan hieronymus invited and told him, hey guys come on mm-hmm. he is the nicest yeah. guy in craft beer he has always like treated us as a peer and mm-hmm. we're we're not his peer <laughs> he's he's the nicest guy in craft beer i think we're not his peer we're far beyond him <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have Stan on the show. You know, this is one thing we we we, we bring Ooh, in. Maybe that's what we could do when we're out there. Yeah. You know, getting a brewer might be tough, but maybe we could get Stan. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 my new mission. Stan or you know Gerald would be cool or you know, some. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be lots of people out there. Yeah. But, people yeah. who are who are experienced reviewers to come on and review with us would be cool. Too. We're out like figure out how to like well it's not gonna be hard to buy beer in denver no but it's you know it's like you're actually gonna have to set up the studio or something okay here's an idea should we should save this for post show or something like that probably but i'm just gonna throw it throw it out there then we can consider it later what about if we do vignettes of tasting a beer with a person and then tasting different beers you mean like on the floor at the festival no no but we like we we taste one beer with a person, and then we do a vignette of tasting a different beer with a different person. So the we stay the same, and we're there tasting the beer, but right. we but a different person is brought in for each beer. It, it's a neat idea. If I'm going to get some, and we don't actually... have to invite. It doesn't take that person forever. They don't have to be w- with us for an hour. Yes, but like we're gonna have to get them to come to our hotel or something like that. Mm, I mean. And our hotel is not right next to the convention center. I don't know whether we can do that or whether we can just, you know, find a quieter place in a bar and do a quick sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's find a quiet place at Falling Rock. 
<laughs> wouldn't necessarily say we do it in Fall and Rock. <laughs> Teasing. All right. So Back to the Whitewater. They call it a hoppy wheat ale on their uh, on their label. Has a bear chasing a salmon on the label. It's a silhouette design like many of their labels are. It is hoppy. Uh, kind of... How would I describe this? I'm getting... Can I smell yours for a second? Thanks. Yeah, I'm getting a Parmesan cheese rind kind of aroma coming out of it. That could be a hop thing. I think it is. I can. I, I guess I can smell what you're what you're throwing at me there. I was trying, and it's kind of it's something I was trying to figure out too. It's not a straight up like easy to call hop yeah. flavor. Like I was actually like thinking like it reminded me more of hop leaves or. The binds or something like that. Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting call. I was trying, like, is it pineapple? I'm like, no, it's not pineapple unless it's like the 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 leaves on top or the you know. I was just trying yeah. to go through and like, okay, so no, it's not the pineapple hop. But then I started thinking this weird tangent of like the outside of the pineapple or the leaves on top of the pineapple or something like that. I think that's not bad either. I think that you can sort of swing either way. Like you can get, you can go cheesy if you think cheesy. You can go leafy if you think leafy. It's it's a weird uh, mm-hmm. aroma in that it, based on the context, it it, it can qualify oh, in different areas. Okay, so again, I'm trying. Like I keep coming back to pineapple. I can't figure out why, but. This just popped my head. Let me throw this at you. Kind of a pineapple mixed in a Greek yogurt, like one of those fruit cup things. Yeah, yeah, okay. So this is interesting because I haven't tasted it yet. But, you know, we've we talked a lot we talk a lot about these IPAs that are using, you know, more tropical hops. The <laughs> the weeded IPAs and stuff I haven't I don't think I've noticed them getting into these tropical hops into the wheat. Mm-hmm. This might be a case of one of them is trying that. It, it certainly could be. Uh, you know, always been a fan of weeded IPAs. Yeah. They've never been super popular. Last couple of years, more so. You know, Gumball Head was the first, yeah. really, one that we had exposure to. And and from there, uh, you know, a few others. I'm not going to name them all. But, yeah, so... Uh, I think that's kind of where I'm at. It's either this leafy outside of the pineapple, or if you take the pineapple, like if you have one of those, you know, um, you know, the, yogurt cups, Greek yogurt cups. Yeah, yeah, where it has the fruit and it's pineapple, kind of that blend. It, it it's not really a, the beer doesn't smell lacticy. So like when I, I don't I hesitated with yogurt because it's not that lactic sour or anything like that. But yeah, that's kind there's of there's some something yeah, there. Yeah. There's something to that description. I agree. I think this is what we're getting. We're getting a little yeah. bit of passion fruit, a little bit of mango, a little bit of you know pineapple, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
the wheat is less apparent here. I mean, it feels, um, hmm. it doesn't feel as sweet as your traditional IPA. It doesn't have the as much of a of a sweet malt base. Yeah, the the wheat is is pretty pretty light. At least what I'm drinking so far. If my tongue calibrates, I'll let you know. But the beer has a very aqueous body feels very watery as you're drinking it it's not a watery flavor it's very potent in its mm-hmm. hot flavor but it feels very watery it's not to... chewy it really does feel yeah very um other than a somewhat prickly carbonation mm-hmm. it it feels yeah like yeah. i've said kind and of then like you said the passion fruit and and um perhaps a mango it is a lot more tropical in the flavor than it was in the nose Mm-hmm. A significant bitterness on this thing. Yeah, it hits you early, kind of lingers. It, it definitely lets you know it's an IPA or hoppy, hoppy weed ale. <laughs> <laughs> and then, actually, then there's kind of this backlash and this reverberation of bitterness. Like after I said yeah. that, it came back and hit me again, and it was much more drier, just straight bitter. Because that time it was without the tropical, um, you know. Um, pairing going with it I am not sure what I think of it yet I'm <laughs> so sort of making up my mind mm-hmm. um, I yeah what do you what do you have to say about it um, the color is by the way it's about uh, four or so SRM <laughs> it's really it's a nice uh, straw beautiful actually looking clean straw color I don't know. I mean, it's it's fine. You know, there's nothing really striking about it. Yeah, it it feels it feels like there there could be more, right? It, the 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 thin the aqueousness of it, and then the over bitterness. They're mm-hmm. kind of kind of not complementary. It's kind yeah. of a hops and water type thing. Yeah, and it's six point one percent. You don't feel the alcohol. Give them that. I mean, it, right? You you down a couple of these, <laughs> you will you will feel it, and you won't know where it came from because <laughs> it doesn't feel like it should be that. It doesn't have a. You can't really the, the alcohol is pretty. Yeah, it almost feels. It tastes like a session beer. Yeah, you know, it has that with the body and everything. It kind of feels like session. It feels like it's like four 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 five something like that. Trick all your friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the beer's not bad. It's just there's there's nothing, nothing really setting it apart mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that hops in water where there's like, you know, not a not really balanced isn't. And then and also you're not getting. It's not really carrying much wheat flavor. Yeah. Through. Now on the other hand, as a that's that that's the critical view. As a, a quaffer, as a drinker, you would get used to this pretty quickly and then start pounding these back pretty easily i think so in that sense it, it's probably successful but that's not the sense that we judge on yeah <clears throat> i mean i'm judging on you know i had a six pack of that smart mouth that i loved yeah loved it you know i'm not if i had a six pack of this or if would i get a second one at the bar is it like it's not I mean, yeah like i said it's fine yeah and, that's about as much as I can give it. If if you 
went to the store and you purchased a six, a six pack of this, not knowing what it was, I don't think you'd be disappointed. But I don't know if you'd be excited. Yeah, I don't know if you'd run back and you know tell all your friends about it. Mm-hmm. So here we go for the chestnut, the urban chestnut. Yeah. This is either the last or second to last beer that Florian sent us. We did a we were on quite a roll. He gave us a huge yeah. selection of beers from Urban Chestnut. We did a bunch a while ago. This one's kind of been hanging out in the back of the fridge. <laughs> I thought I had this one. Yeah, okay, I did. They've been busy opening their Hellertown yeah. brewery. I've, I've been seeing the tweets from Florian. Yeah, Florian's been tweeting in German. <laughs> I could actually read one of them, or I, I could glean. I, I didn't know the words prehand, but beforehand, but I could glean with the meaning. It's like yeah. you can buy our beer online now, or the beer from Hellertown we can buy online now. This is the first time that the SRM on the website has matched what I think the SRM is <laughs> of the beer. They say the SRM on the website is... Um... Oh, they don't say. Never mind. That was the original Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You and your Plato. This is the Winged Nut, ale brewed with chestnuts. And it's part of the Revolution series, which is the ones they have the Reverence series, which are traditional mm-hmm. replications of beers. And the Revolution series are them getting all American craft beer on beer. So we have 5.4% by volume, uh, 25 IBUs, color they call it copper. I would call it about 13 or 14 SRMs. Hops, U.S. Willamette, Malts, Munich, and <coughs> Chestnut Flower. They said they use finely, on the, on the label here it says finely milled chestnuts. And they used a Bavarian Weiss beer, yeast strain. Interesting. Munich malts and, and chestnuts and the Weiss beer yeast. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I dig it. So, okay, so the it's uh, a little bit cloudy um, in terms of its, in terms of the look of the beer. <coughs> and like I said, you know, copperish, about 13. And... About a finger's worth of head that's uh, going down. There relatively decent-sized bubbles in here. Not like a shaving cream head. Yeah, the, the nose on it, if you don't know there's chestnuts in here, it's going to be kind of weird. It's going to be out of place. Like, I when I first sniffed it, I didn't know it was nuts, nuttiness. Uh, but then, you know, I read chestnuts, and I'm like, oh, that's what that is. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, we've talked about this before, but it's always nice to have signposts to guide you. Yeah, I mean, uh, otherwise you yeah. might go down the wrong path right. and be like pinning, you know, the tail on the elephant instead yeah. of the donkey and being completely messed up. Boy, I didn't even mean to pick the, the <laughs> those animals for any particular reason, at least not, like, not consciously. Yeah, so it's, it's this roasty... Um, I don't want to describe it. Uh, you know, like if you ever have to like, um, you know, chop like walnuts in a food processor or something like that. After you're making um, pecan pie or something like that, and you chop up the pecans, you know, there's kind of that smell of the oils in the the skins on the outside of the nuts and stuff like that. Like cut to come out of mm-hmm. the food processor. You know, that's. Obviously, there's finely milled chestnuts right, in here, yeah. but I mean, it's it's taking me back to the, like the last time I made a pecan pie, 
and had the pecans in the food processor and was grinding them up. Or maybe the time... Yeah, there's there's a volatilization of those oils, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they come out and, and if you give it a few seconds, I think that those come through. The first couple aromas I was getting were just more, more malty than anything else, but give it some time and then and the, the, those nut oils will will quaff out of the mm-hmm. beer. And I'm not intimately familiar with chestnuts. I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I actually know water chestnuts more than I know... Yeah, pretty regular sure those chestnuts. chestnuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have an idea what I think chestnuts are like, but... Uh, like... Yeah. I, I'm imagining something that's kind of acorny, but that could be completely wrong. And I've never roasted chestnuts an acorn. Chestnuts roasting. Well, that's it. I don't know. There's definitely a roasty melon wind type yeah. thing coming out of there, too. So, you know, the I expect the chestnuts are roasted, and I've never roasted an acorn to see what uh, that turns into. I've never actually had acorns, I think, as a... Oh, as a smelled them, played with them. Yeah. Never ate them as a culinary thing, but get the idea. If you break up enough acorns, you know what they kind of... I wonder, I mean, like. I, I know they're very hard. I mean, so mm. it can be. I mean, but if you're in the woods, you'll find older ones that are either bugs are in or you know, crack yeah, them yeah. open and kind of see the rotten flesh and all that stuff. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, are they edible for humans? Could you eat acorns? There, there's not a lot of big meaty nut. I, I, I would guess that they're not a popular food primarily because they don't yield very much. Or they, could, or they could be poisonous uh, to yeah. humans. I, one or the other. I don't know. Well, back to chestnut. So, winged nut chestnut ale. Yeah, I mean, aside from that volatile nut oil and kind of like that thing that's reminding me of like the outside papery, flaky stuff on walnuts and pecans, you know, I'm getting kind of a dry... You said it was like a Munich malt or something like mm-hmm. that. So that kind of makes sense. I mean, remember, you're getting this this Oktoberfest-type malt, but not fermented with a lager yeast, fermented with a vice beer yeast. Mm-hmm. That's a weird combination that you don't hit very often. So you're not used to it coming yeah. at you. The The nut character is... kind of halfway between walnut and almond. And so that's interesting in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the the yeast is doing to these malts is also kind of interesting, too. It, it's... Hmm, how can I describe this? Because the yeast is releasing some extra phenols and stuff that normally you wouldn't get with these malts. And... I was actually getting like pin, like little little hints of banana. The esters, too. Yeah, sure. Um so it's not something that I'm used to experiencing are these flavor combinations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The chestnut's still very foreign to me. We should go get some chestnuts. Mm. You know, I mean, you can you can tell, like, what's overtly nutty in here and pretty much pin it to the chestnut, but it's not from, not really a familiar flavor. It doesn't... You mentioned walnuts, but for me, it's... And I understand you're trying just to benchmark it, right? Yeah. Trying to get somewhere nearby, but for me, it's like... Not really near any kind of nut I can think of. I mean, like I'm back to acorns, really. Interesting. I mean, yeah, to me, I, I mean, it tastes a little kind of walnutty and tastes like almondy. So, if you imagine a mixture of that, that's what I'm getting. That doesn't mean chestnuts taste mm-hmm. like that. That right. means that, that that's what I that's what I can pick out. 
the the esters and phenols that are coming out of the yeast are, are also blending very interestingly with the Munich malt, uh, which is giving right. this sort of this. It's it's less. It's it's not quite like a. a they don't play as well together as the wheat, but they still are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just they're just fighting each other a bit while they're playing. <laughs> they're like siblings who are angry at each other a little bit. Yeah, I, but the the flavors that they are producing, they're kind of in line with that chestnut flavor. Yeah. It's just weird because it, it takes a different vocabulary to to talk about this beer than we're used than you know we're typically used to it. I'm All right, hard, here's here's a here's, having a hard time bringing it. To here's you. an analogy I will bring up. Let's see if, let's see if you agree with this because I'm going <laughs> going a little off the reservation here, but um, it's a Sputnik of a beer. <laughs> there's a it's fear that we recognize and there are all these pointy things all over it that we don't and so <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if I can go with that one <laughs> or I could just nod my head and say sure <laughs> it's worth a shot so I mean what's your overall impression I, I'm I'm actually and not really. It's fine. Again, another fine beer, but I'm not finding it very drinkable. It's not. It's not blowing my socks off. Right? It, yeah. it, it's. There's it, a lot of thinking involved, and sometimes that can be very good. Like when when we're super enjoying it, or when it's so complicated that we're just we're we keep training our microscope and everything. Yeah, but this yeah. is less of that. This is more like there's just a. A couple of flavors that we are that they don't feel like they're quite going together as well as they should. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like it's a puzzle that's missing a few pieces, or maybe it's a couple different puzzles together. And yeah, yeah. Tra- it's trying to assemble something. I like that better than Sputnik. It yeah. feels like like you got you bought a you bought a, uh, a jigsaw puzzle from uh, Goodwill, <laughs> and there are some pieces from another puzzle in the box. Mm-hmm. I I'd almost want to, like a. It almost seems like the Munich is a little too dry. I want something a little more malty in there mm-hmm. to kind of play, to kind of make the the nuts more cookie like or something like that. You know. All right. So, what would you think of? Is it, what about like a Maris Otter? I, I don't. I don't think I'm qualified enough to play okay. that game. I'm just kind of saying if if it was more like a nut cookie, then you know, because it's more like because it's kind of like. I don't know what it is, but it's it's almost like a there's a little bit of like astringentness in there, just a slight touch. It's almost like a nut tea or something like that. Nutty nut tea. Nutty nut tea. So I don't know what else to say about this one. Well. If anyone says that we just blow smoke for people to give us beer, uh, <laughs> these last two, <laughs> the last two examples. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess what we can talk about then is, hey, do you want to support the show? Of course you do. You're listening. You've put up with us this long. Just put up with us a little bit longer. 
you guys know this. The music, it's like a Pavlovian response at this point. It's the idea. You just open a new tab in your browser and you're typing AMA and then you backspace because you don't want to go to Amazon.com and you go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You get what you want for you probably, the same price. You probably just have to type like C-R-A-F and your Google Chrome is going to fill in craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon because you've been there so yeah. many times. And thank you. Yes. It's awesome and it helps us do, you know, it helps us get you more shows and helps us get uh, better equipment and all the cool stuff. And it doesn't cost you an extra penny other than, you know, because you, you're going to buy anyway, right? Unless we're making you buy things, in which case, well, uh, hey, you're, you're getting some endorphin release out of it, so you're enjoying it anyway. There you go. Yeah. Think about how happy you feel when that smiley box shows up on your doorstep. Exactly. You know, you yeah. you should go shop at Amazon so you get that little happy endorphin rush when and whatever you buy shows up. And you can make us happy by using craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Dig it. <laughs> What's next? What's next? I think before we go to the oak-aged vanilla stout, whatever, we need to do the imperial ginger pale ale. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not sure, right? I mean, because um, ginger's powerful. Okay, well, you pick. You want to do the Otis? I want to do the Otis first. All right. I, I, you know, I think it's like when uh, we... It happens to be the show that we did yesterday. It depends on when this show comes out, but when we did, you know, the big, powerful... Uh, Fremont Dark Star, and then we did the Habanero, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that was enough of a flavor clash that it didn't right. matter. So this beer is Vanilla Otis from Ninkasi Brewery, courtesy of Jamie Floyd, and uh, smuggled across state lines from Washington D.C. Jamie Floyd, of course, of course, from Ninkasi. This is too bad it's not space beer. It's no, we couldn't get the space here, unfortunately. Seven percent alcohol by volume, fifty IBUs. It is their oatmeal stout with vanilla. With vanilla, the malts that are used: two row pale chocolate crystal, roasted barley, and oats. And uh, right now, my um, my browser is frozen. I have a spinning rainbow wheel, so I can't find anything else. Wah, 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 there wah. we go. Hops. All right, one hop. One hop. And I'm going to let make you guess yeah. the hop, and I don't think you will. Falconer's Flight. <laughs> Did I get it? No. The color, it's, <laughs> it's just dark. It's just plain old black. Um, I really want you to try it. Not that I think you will, or or that I expect that you will, um, but uh, I would say EKG. EKG. Okay. Um, would you try? Would, do you want to taste it first? And see I did. You, okay. It's nugget. Nugget. Okay. Uh, it is an oatmeal stout. Yeah. After all. Um. I don't know too many people, or or that very many people <laughs> would be able to pick out a hop like that. Uh, I've never heard of a single hop nugget beer. Yeah. So, but yeah, I found that interesting. So I thought you'd uh, get a kick out of that. The nose on this one it, it is pretty smoky in the in the aroma. Like it's not a smoked beer. 
I actually took a sip earlier to figure out the hops. It doesn't taste smoky, but I'm getting this big kind of smoky aroma. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not it's not astringent. It's not roasty. It, it's smoky, which is unexpected. Tennessee, there's a year on this. So, I mean, this is available. This was, you know, as you can see from the label, it was in the ice bath. Yeah. At the salon at Savor. And we rescued it from... It's a year-round thing, so it's not like it's a, it's a seasonal. But, uh, so it's probably relatively recent, because this was, just Savor was only a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. We rescued it from de- certain doom. <laughs> rescued it from being drink- drunk by other people. <laughs> so we can drink it. So I mentioned that smokiness earlier. I just put my nose in the glass and kind of covered the top, and it smelled very scotchy, very Isla scotchy. We didn't add. We didn't. I didn't add that. Uh, they added vanilla beans to this. Okay. Well, we did call it vanilla, or we said it missed that with vanilla. So. Oh, I didn't know. If, I didn't hear that. Okay. Wasn't paying enough attention. That was a chair. Yeah, so there's a couple things in the, in the nose beyond. The, the, so there's that slight... I, I really couldn't get as strong a scotch hit as I got that first time. But, you know, you can... I would uh, almost want to not know there's oatmeal in here because, well, I'm smelling it. And I'm smelling this kind of character that makes me think that I'm smelling the oats, but... Okay, I don't, like, I don't understand that statement. I, I, right, right. I'm putting words to it. It's let me let me try one more time. I, I don't want to know that there's oats. In it well, because I'm smelling it and because it I don't. Like oats. I well, right because I don't know if I would call it out without being told there's oats in it. We just ten minutes ago said signposts are important in understanding. Yes, we did. The thing is, I'm trying to figure out a good way to. I think I'm. I think what I'm saying is that, knowing that it's an oatmeal stout, I'm smelling like all like a big chunk of oats. Like like I feel like instead of like so, which one? Was, What's the name of this beer, Jeff? It's called Vanilla Otis Oatmeal Stout with Vanilla. Vanilla Otis. You don't think you'd know? How is Otis spelled? O A T I S. <laughs> Stop! Why are you such a dick, man? Um, because it's easy. You're killing. Me. You're, you're, yeah, you made me lose my point. My point was. <laughs> yeah, that, yes. I bet. Yeah, my point was something along the lines of. Now, knowing that it's an oatmeal stout, like, I can't smell anything but oats, and I'm, I kind of feel like I wouldn't be looking at it that way otherwise. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I think that having these sign, having these guides are important to to explaining these things and no I, I want to know yeah I, I just mean, don't want to fixate I, on something I that love I'm told to fix I love on. doing the blind shows are a lot of fun but I also right. do like doing the shows where I, I think it was more of me like 
feeling like I was fixating on something because I mm. knew it was there. Okay. And that's, that's kind of the point that I didn't get across. Yeah. Uh, the opposite of eloquently, I guess, is how <laughs> I got it across. Uh, wow, now that's warmed up a lot, it is vanilla city in the flavor. Yeah, certainly. I mean... The first sip I took when I was looking for the hops early on, it wasn't that. Well, you were, you were specifically looking for hops. I was looking hops, for hops, but, you know, it wasn't, it was also colder. It wasn't just opened up. And But right now it is Vanilla City. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good flavor, but it's kind of washing out just about every other flavor. Uh, the oats definitely come through. They give it that, um, I think, a, a sublime texture. I love mm-hmm. the texture that that oats give. Uh, variously called a bunch of things, but we like we like we still like slimy, even though it's not. This one's sub slimy. It's this sub. One's, yeah, this one's more velvety though. It it's well. It's really well done. Yeah, this one comes. I call this one a velvety. Yeah, mouth. It's not okra, right? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of slime. Vanilla okra. Yeah. You want me to make that one? <laughs> Vanilla okras. Keep in mind, I love okra. I think okra is great, mm-hmm. but that's a that is a specific kind of slimy. This is um, this is the 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 that characteristic sort of oat uh, gumminess is bringing together the elements very very well. I mean, it feels like extraordinarily well calculated. Yeah, this is the Nkasi Vanel Otis. Nkasi is from Oregon. Why didn't they send this one to space? <laughs> oh, you should have! You should have not slept in all day. I would have had a fun argument with Jamie Floyd about space beer. <laughs> I had it via you. Uh, yeah, I was your proxy having it. Should have recorded it. It would have been epic. It was fun. I mean, Jamie. So, yeah, this is a great story. It's worth telling yeah. on the show. Uh, at Saver, I went to the church key on Saturday, and Greg was feeling under the weather, so he stayed in and slept it off. And. Uh, at one point, Jamie Floyd, he was in the brunch downstairs. I didn't go to the brunch. I was upstairs having lunch. He came up, and I made my way over to him, and I just started chatting with him a little bit. It was one of those things where he recognized me but mm-hmm. didn't necessarily know me, right? But we, we talked for at least 25 minutes, maybe 40, 45 minutes. I mean, if I was there, we might not have even gone to church yeah. key. So it's... Yeah, but I'm saying we, we, we talked for yeah. between 20, I can't don't know exactly, but a significant amount of time. And a lot of it was about science and space and things like that. He he's a geek, at, you know, and you know his uh, basic uh, stance on space beer is two things. It was very difficult to launch and recover and use viable yeast. Right. First time they couldn't it took them two two attempts to actually do this, yeah. so it was difficult. It's not easy. Never said it was easy. Right. And then the second one was getting people to talk about science, technology, and space. You know, I mean, that's kind of the motivation. Not that he's doing this to make better beer. Right. I mean, the, the whole the whole point of the, you know, the, the making fun of it was more making fun of the marketing than... What well, I, I did mention that to him. I'm like... you. Uh, 
I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but then it was fresher in my head. I'm like, you know, it says this and he didn't. He's like, I need to check on that. Yeah. His marketing people might've run away with something. Uh, or he was just, maybe he doesn't. It was an off the cuff statement that got reinterpreted. Or maybe he was putting on a more serious face in front of me just to, to get past that part of the conversation. I don't know which, but I had a great conversation with Jamie, and I would love to talk I'm with him. I'm glad you did. In some ways, like I said, I don't know if we would have ended up a church key, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm sort of glad that you, you got to have that conversation, so I'm glad yeah, it was. Yeah, kind of, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying not, but, you know, of course, you know, he's, I have a better relationship with Jamie now, mm-hmm. and we had a lot in common, and it was really cool, so. This beer is really good, and this needs to be. Repeated. This is really mm-hmm. good. Um, it, it's the vanilla comes through very nicely. Uh, the oats tie it together very well. Yeah, it's it's got a bit of a it's got some a little bit of a bit of chocolate thing going. If you're an East Coast listener, this thing is kind of reminding me of so like you know Southern Cheer makes chocolate and creme brulee and stuff like that. It doesn't remind me of creme brulee. I hate creme brulee. It's too sweet, mm-hmm. but. Think of chocolate, but but done with vanilla. You know, I'm just I'm just giving people a benchmark because half the people listening, mm. more than half, can't get this. But I'm drinking this, and it's reminding me. It feels like okay. that good Southern Tier chocolate. I, chocolate I, I haven't had it in a while, so this may be wildly off base, and I don't have the same kind of beer mm. memory you do. But a part of this, maybe it's the the hop quality, is reminding me of Storm King. Um. I mean, the instrument doesn't have vanilla in it, but it does have a big, uh, a lot of sort of chocolate. Yeah, it, it, from what I remember, yeah, sure, that's fine. For me, it's it's not hitting that note at okay. all. So, Storm King's pretty pretty hoppy, and it's kind of a very EKG type hoppiness, is what I'd call it. And then there's a big astringency booziness to it as well. Like I said, have not had it in yeah. a while. That's my review of Storm King when I haven't had it in a year and a half. So That was really good. All right. So now let's switch gears and go for a different type of adjunct, this time ginger. The Great Juju. From Left Hand Brewing. This was uh, purchased at Giant Eagle. I think this was one of the ones we possibly got for the Julia show. Yep. Uh, great juju from left hand. Uh, they it's an herb spice ale, seven point two percent alcohol by volume, fifty four IBUs. Left hands out of Colorado, pale true row Munich, Cara amber and flaked barley is on the malt bill. The hops Columbus Cascade and Mount Hood, and they also use Peruvian ginger juice. Ginger juice. Huh? Ginger juice. Not extract juice. I think you have to specify, right? You can't just say juice if it's extract. I think. I'm not sure. But I don't. Okay. Don't know for sure. I, I don't know either. It smells good. It has this really neat combination of hoppiness and ginger and this caramel... Uh, maltiness. It. it uh, wow, that smells really interesting. Look at the very last line of this description. The very, the very <clears throat> last line. 
Yes, it contains alcohol. <laughs> That's a little weird. You know what it smells like? It smells like Teen Spirit. Yes. No. No. It, it's reminding me of like a. Oh, there's a Indian dessert dish. Is it Rogan Josh? Is that what they... Is the one with the the rice? Something with ginger in it. I mean, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but doesn't it? I mean, if you smell it and you think Indian cuisine, does it? Does it take you there? Does it? Well, I mean, I can smell Indian food on it because a lot of Indian food contains ginger. So that's. Uh, but I can smell all yeah. types. I, I'm of stuff smelling in there. like when I smell that, I start thinking cardamom as well. I start thinking uh, like brown sugar, and you know, it's kind of taking me to the. You know, one of the desserts you find on the buffet. I don't know. It's just kind of the place it's taking my my memory. But if you're not getting it, I'll abandon. Not really. I, I'm 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 getting a, a sweet, you know, a sweet ginger, sort of a gingerbreadish character. That's more yeah, it's more coming along as gingerbread than anything else to me. Okay, I just took it for a sip. I mean, the ginger is spicy. It It's not spicy like the habanero sculpin, but it is... Strong, yeah. It's strong. It, and it's not as spicy as, like, if you get one of those really spicy ginger ales. Like, like here in yeah. Pittsburgh, there's one bottled by a Turner Brewing Company called Jamaica Ginger Ale. That thing, it's great for mixing drinks. It's If you, mm. if you like a straight-up ginger ale, it's great to drink straight, too. But uh, not quite that spicy, but almost... Yeah, I, I, I think this was right to do this after the stout. I think yeah, it, it's a right, reasonable, right. strong enough counterpoint that it could it could live on its own. The the yeah, if you appreciate ginger at all, I think you'll like this, and I do appreciate ginger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a super judicious use of ginger. They they definitely overdid a little bit, but that's sort of what they were going for. They wanted to to bring out some of those spicy qualities of Yeah, of I mean, ginger. it's not being meek, yeah. right? It, it's being assertive? Yeah. But not boisterous? With the spicy quality, yeah, definitely. The, the, it, it's not overly perfumey, though. It doesn't have, uh, like, a too flowery, which you can get if you overdo ginger. So... Right. But, the, you know, that, that perfume is kind of replaced by... This little bit of floral hop thing, yeah, you know, where I'm still trying to nail it down. It's it's getting hard, kind of hard to pick it through the potent ginger, but you know, I'm smelling a little bit of earthiness. You know, something kind of kind of fugglesy. I know you read off the hops, and I'm pretty sure there wasn't anything you're, you know English in there. But what I'm tasting is kind of fugglesy, and then like uh, something a little bit sprucey or something like that. Pretty traditional hopping. I'll give you that. Uh, I'll tell you that. So, two C's and then something else. It's you know it's it's one it's... that you wouldn't I, one that you'll never guess. Just not not because it's rare. Just because it's not one where you it's not one we're used to conjuring up. So it's Columbus, Cascade, and the third one that you'll never guess: Mount Hood. Right. The Mount Hood 
is what I was probably equating to the Fuggles, I think. And then the the Columbus Cascade, uh, probably the Columbus is giving you that kind of sprucey character. But the spruce blends in really well with the ginger. So, you know, some of that essence might be coming from the ginger. So Mount Hood is a, it's an aroma hop. Uh, It's kind of... It's a tripod of Hillertau with half sister to Ultra Liberty Crystal. If you want to know, yeah, thing. basically, okay. basically they're saying it's kind of a um, Hillertau and and Herzbrucker an analog. Okay, sort of a U.S. version of that. I'm also so like <laughs> another place my. Memory just took me drinking this, you know, the ginger was really potent sitting on my tongue and it kind of took me into like carrot cake land or carrot cake with cream seed. Oh, I can see that. Sure. I mean, that's the thing about ginger is it's so, it's such a versatile thing. It's used Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. Uh, And like, um, a lot like cinnamon, actually cinnamon isn't used as much as, as you might expect in, in savory dishes, but it, it, it can be a very nice component. Uh, ginger goes equally well in savory dishes as it does in, in in sweet dishes. So, yeah, and that carrot cake kind of grounds the maltiness. I was yeah. having a hard time placing. Mm-hmm. I like this a lot. This this is this is well done. This is yeah. well well made. All right, so we have done our beers. Time to rank. Time the beers. to rank. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Do you need to have the... Uh, that sounded like the um, Price is Right. <laughs> no. It was, <laughs> dun, 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 it's more whoa. like the... Uh, what I had in my mind was more like the Sports Center, like Jingler. Or, oh, da-da-da. da da Okay, maybe not Sports Center, but maybe it was Wide World of Sports or, or oh, something. Da-da. But, like, you know, one of those sports updates at the top of the hour type thing. I can't think of where it was. All right, so what was the bottom? Need, there's one more. Oh, that's right. That's good. I like that one. I'm going to have to stick to the... Uh, it almost pains me to do this, but if I'm going to be honest with myself, I think I'm going to have to put the urban chestnut in last place. Why is it pain you to do that? It, it just... I, I respect urban chestnut more than shiner. <laughs> and not because of who provided the beers or, you know, who I'm friends with. It's just I generally respect Urban Chestnut more than Shiner. So. <laughs> We've had some good beers from Shiner. That's not their Shiner Bach, right? But I mean. Right. I'm going to put the Urban Chestnut. It's just uh, the beer's a little bit older, so maybe something aged in it. But uh, it just the combination of flavors really didn't work for me tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't didn't really enjoy it. I mean, it was... I, I was happy to that to have taste a sample of a beer with chestnuts and Munich malt and Hefeweizen yeast or rice beer yeast. Same thing, I think. Um, but it just didn't work for me. And then I'm going to put the Shiner in second to last place. And it was okay, but the more you drank it, the more extracty, the more medicine-y mm-hmm. the fruit flavor came. The first sip was like, oh, that's de- that's interesting. And then by like the fifth or sixth sip, it was like, Ugh. Okay, I'm bored. Yeah. Well, it was like yeah. it's starting to taste like cough syrup. Right. So that kind of got at me. 
I'm going to put The Great Divide in fourth place. It it just, um, like I said several times, it was a fine beer. It, uh, but it, it didn't, it was missing, it was missing an apparent wheat character to me. I wasn't getting anything apparently wheat-like. And it was very aqueous, aqueous in the body. And it was kind of that hops and water thing. And it, it just didn't have enough depth or nuance to carry the beer. And now it gets difficult. Um, I liked the next three beers a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do the left-handed great juju in third place. And this is all just kind of like flipping coins, but... Um, I like the beer a lot. I really thought it was fascinating. Great use of ginger. Uh, once I figured out that there was a carrot cake flavor, it made the malts fit a lot better for me, and it made the beer seem much more composed than it did before that. So that helped bring it all together in my mind. In second place, I'm going to do the Smart Mouth. I And the Smart Mouth, I liked how it was this saison with this really rustic flavor it had this kind of rye character in there and it just was a really good drinker and that kind of gave it an edge over the left hand otherwise they were kind of equally good beers and they're equally good beers with an Nkasi vanilla otis Mm -hmm. but that one just you know just like the you know, this is a banged show, so it's not the show we had last week. But, you know, last night we drank the um, Dark Star from Fremont. And that was one of the best beers of the year. And this one was in the shadow. It had a lot of really good flavors. The vanilla was Vanilla City. And there's a little bit of scotch in there at a certain point And other flavors. It worked out really well. So I'll put that in first place. All right. My... Hold on a second here. Let me put this down. My um, my rankings are very similar to yours. In fact, uh, all, yeah, pretty much exactly the same, except for I'm switching the, the the last two. I put the Shiner in last place just because it it felt more Alka Poppy mm-hmm. than the other stuff, and. You know, and I, I get it, and and I'm not, you know, not against the Alcopop thing, but Urban Chestnut was trying something, and I don't know whether it was succeeding, but it was trying a little harder to me. It felt so. I'm going to put you. that in, in in front of the Shiner, and then I pretty much agree with you. I mean, the the Great Divide is next. It was kind of it was decent enough, but I expected more. I, I expect more out of Great Divide. I you know I think they make great stuff. I wanted to see more from this, and it wasn't quite what I was getting. I like the idea of doing uh, the Tropical Wheat IPA. I want to see more attempts at it, see if someone can you know, perfect, right. the, perfect the idea. Uh, left Hand comes in number third for me. Uh, I, like, I do like this a lot. I like what it's doing, but I think the other two were... Um, I just enjoyed them more, for whatever reason. I think you were right that these three... Were definitely sort of separating themselves mm-hmm. out from the pack. And number two, the Smart Mouth, very enjoyable saison, upfront about what it's doing, and I really appreciated that. Without, it didn't have to go into super funky places as long as it gave you sort of an upfront extension of this is what saisons are about. 
and you know, I mean, that's not trying know, to hide from it. When I opened that first can, yeah, last week down at the beach, you know, I took a sip, I'm like, oh, nice, because it's not afraid to be rustic, yeah. And it brought the rustic, and it without just, without like going overboard, without, without being, being funky yeah, or sour right. or bready, it brought mm-hmm. the rustic, and yeah, it's good stuff. But the Nakasi, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, like a lot. I loved the way that the oats were integrated into this, uh, and uh, it worked really well. Yeah, it, it does. It, <laughs> you compare it to the Fremont. The Fremont was a spectacular beer, and this, you know, this would be in its shadow. But that doesn't. That shouldn't. That shouldn't uh, make the Nikasi poorer. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I basically you said last time that uh, when we did the Fremont, that it was a top five beer of the year, yeah. if not top three, two something. It was awesome. It was amazing. So lots, lots to stand up to. But it, it, being in its shadow is a compliment. Yeah, because it was so, that beer was so good. All right, so I think that's. Uh... That'll be it. Here's Candy Staten. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information on what that means. If you want to contact us, my email address is beer at craftbeerradio.com. We're on Twitter at Jeff Bear, at CBR Greg, and at Craft Beer Radio. Facebook, Google Plus. Good luck getting our attention. We don't pay too much attention to those guys anymore. And uh, we will uh, let play out here, and uh, see you again next time. Uh-huh.